It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, joining us now, we have attorney Andrew Pincus. Judge Weinberg, bring it in. Okay. Andy is one of the leading constitutional lawyers in the country. So argued over 30 cases in the Supreme Court of the United States. He's trying to get a case before the United States Supreme Court on the rent uh, regulatory system in New York State. If this case is uh, granted the right to go to the Supreme Court, it's a very big case. Andy, would you tell our listeners about this case and why it's so important? Sure, and thanks. It's great to be with you. Um, you know, this is about rent stabilization. And, and what it does, as you all know, is it singles out about half the rental apartments in New York, about a million, and says after the lease expires, the owner has virtually no ability to control the property, can't decide to use it for themselves or move in their families, their elderly parents, their children, change it to commercial rental, demolish it. The government has basically taken away the right of those people to to decide the use of their property. And second of all, in setting the rent levels, it makes those owners bear the costs of below market housing because it sets the rent not based on reasonable costs, which is the typical price control formula, but says you also, the Rent Guidelines Board also has to consider ability, the tenant's ability to pay. And as a result of that, over the last 20 years, the Rent Guidelines Board's own index of owner costs has increased twice as much as the permissible rent levels. And, and Andy, doesn't that distort the ability to provide housing and the, and the willingness of landlords to maintain their properties? Doesn't it totally distort the market? So as a matter of public policy, it's a bad idea. And it's also, as you point out, it's an unconstitutional taking of property. It is a matter of public policy because it means there isn't the money to keep these apartments up to snuff the way people want them. Uh, But it is also an unconstitutional taking. And we say both of those things, both of those aspects of the law are unconstitutional takings. uh, You know, a couple of years ago, the Supreme Court decided a case uh, about Calif- a California law that said union organizers have to be allowed on a farm uh, to meet with workers uh, three hours a day, 120 days a year. And the court said government-authorized physical invasions are automatically takings. Well, obviously, these government-authorized invasions of rent-stabilized properties have to renew the lease, can't change the use, all of these restrictions uh, have to fall in the same category, and that's the claim we're making. Andy Edcox here. Doesn't this uh, result in a number of abandoned uh, pieces of rental property? Uh, and what happens to those uh, properties? Well, what ha- what's happened in a lot of situations, especially after the 2019 law that the legislature passed, which put really draconian limits on the ability of owners to recover costs. Once an ap- one of these apartments is vacant, which obviously happens usually after a very long tenancy, changes are needed to bring it, bring it up to code, to bring it up to the quality that an owner would want. Uh, but the 2019 law put drastic limitations on what the owner could recover uh, for investing those costs. So not surprisingly, you can't recover the costs. You're not going to invest the money. And that's resulted in a lot of apartments just not being on the market anymore, which, of course, is counterproductive to the whole system, which is 
New York needs more housing. So we, uh, right, we have an artificial housing shortage because of the rent controls. Is that right? Absolutely. Because what, one of the things we studied was to compare rent stabilized properties to non rent stabilized properties to say, to look at is the, how much of the zoning envelope, the permissible use of that piece of property uh, is used. And we found that for rent stabilized properties, it was 20% less. If that 20%, if those properties could be renovated or rebuilt, our study was 100,000 more units in New York. But of course, because of these required renewals and the inability of owners to say, you know what, we want to change the building, we want to renovate it, we want to demolish it or bring create new units, you can't do but that. But we have to get new uh, new people into New York. I mean, I'm trying to figure out on my fingers what happened to the 484,000 New Yorkers that moved out in the last 12 months. Where are those houses? Where are those apartments? Well, the, the deficit in housing available in New York is much, much greater than that. And, of course, those people may not have moved out of rent-stabilized uh, rent uh, buildings. You know, we've got a million apartments that are not rent stabilized that are market that are market rate those owners aren't subject to any of these burdens and then you have co-ops and condos and and houses wow very interesting well thank you so much for joining us uh Andrew Pincus a uh, terrific information and very important right now sort of fitting with all the stuff that's happening with the economy thank thanks you, for Andy. joining us thank you Andy thank you, thank you.